What's up guys? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hopefully you guys are all doing well, staying healthy and staying safe, taking care of yourselves, taking care of your loved ones, following up on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and continuing to question the universe around you. Today I've got a great uh, topic that I wanted to bring up with you guys and uh, see what you think about. Um, As I was walking uh, in my new town that I've moved to, um, I came across a memorial to all of the uh, veterans of all the wars, uh, recent wars anyway, and um, I read through the inscriptions on the stones, um, and there was a stone for multiple different uh, sections of the military, there was a stone for the Marines, for the Air Force, uh, Army and Navy. Um, yeah, I didn't see one for the Coast Guard, but, uh, they should have one too. But, um, you know, it made me think about all of these, uh, military members, whether they've been part of the Disclosure Project or just come out as whistleblowers or never came out because they upheld their oath and their non-disclosure agreement, their NDA, um, or their oath to the military, to to God, country, and service, you know, service, uh, what, whichever service that might be, to uphold their silence uh, to the country. And it made me think about the unending, uh, what's the word for it? The unending passion, the unending um, continuity that they've held throughout their service and throughout their lives. Many of these members, they die with these stories of aliens, uh, stories of crashed ships, stories of uh, recovered ships, stories of captured aliens, um, or stories of encountering aliens via telepathy at crash sites. And I can bring up multiple different names in this podcast and we can talk about them, but the list goes on and on and on far beyond what I have, far beyond what I know. Uh, because they never came out. They always were silent. They always kept to themselves. And so I wanted to bring up a few of them um, just because I, I respect them so much and I give them so much credit for what they've done um, <clears throat> coming out and discussing this, knowing that there could be repercussions, right? There could be imprisonment. There could be, you know, even worse. So, um, some of the folks that I'd like to mention, um, going back to my first, very first podcast, actually, um, Jonathan Wagan, 1997, the Peru crash, uh, where he was able to, uh, communicate telepathically with the aliens that had crashed, um, into a mountainside. Um, he was down there and he, they were given the green light to go and ex- explore this crash ship. They were told that it was friendly, went down there, had to drive six hours in the middle of the night, got there um, just as daybreak was coming over the, the the ridge, and he went down into the ridge. He was one of the first ones, saw um, this craft that was crashed into the side of a, sh- of a mountain <clears throat> and, um, and saw purple-greenish goo coming off of this what seemed like almost a biological or homemade craft, not like something that was, you know, made in a factory, but he stated it was almost like somebody had crafted it themselves. It was very interesting, very unique, because we always hear about these metallic 
um, ships, but we never, never really hear about these biological or handcrafted, um, you know, made from hand crafts. But nonetheless, he stated that there were some areas for um, venting and, and that kind of thing that were seemed to be made from machines. Um, but nonetheless, you know, uh, Jonathan is one of these guys, you know, he was a young guy too, when he came out and, and discussed this, um, uh, he must've only spent like maybe four years uh, in the Marines because he, he still looked very young in the video, uh, which you guys can look up on YouTube, but, um, he's just one of the many, you know, that have like devoted, devoted their life to the military. They go in and I have been on the side bringing friends to the hotels to meet up with their recruiters, to meet up with other members who are just about to go to boot camp, gone into the hotels, met with all these men and, uh, and women and talked with them, you know, and, and their passion. Some were going into SEAL training, you know, they were, they were hoping to become SEALs and make it through BUDS training. Some were going into the Marines, some were going into the National Guard, some were going into full-time Army, um, some some the Navy. And they all were gung-ho, passionate, young, you know, full of energy, full of vigor, full of life. And, you know, people go into the military for a variety of reasons. Some go in for the glory, to wear, you know, the Class A's, to be... Um, to be a military member, that that's their their goal and their mission in life. Some go in for uh, a, a feeling of duty to country. Some go in because they they love to shoot guns. Some of them go in because they um, you know they had a, a family history. Uh, but all are going in for a purpose. And when these men see. And witness, they're forced into these situations where they're witnessing something that their brains probably can't wrap around, um, and told to shut up about it is really unfortunate. Many of these men, you know, they go in, you know, they're they're God fearing people, you know, regardless of you know your 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 religious beliefs or my religious beliefs. A lot of these folks, you know, these guys are, you know, Bible Belt, hardcore, you know, religious, uh, you know, believing in God folks and uh, when they get in there and they're thrown into a ufo situation that their you know their religion might not necessarily encompass and then told to shut up about it and not 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 get debriefed and not give not given the the common decency to get information so that their brain can process what they've encountered is truly a detriment to our veterans and many veterans, you know, do become homeless, do do suffer from PTSD just from general war. Imagine these guys who, who, who you know, see an alien ship, see, you know, or have an alien encounter, capture an alien. Do they get counseling like a lot of these other, you know, military members who went to war uh, and, and they come home and they're allowed to be debriefed and they're allowed to get counseling? I mean, how are you supposed to send somebody who just picked up the pieces of an alien ship and picked up the alien body and put it into a coffin and transported it. I mean, how are they supposed to go to a, a counselor and talk about that? Well, they can't. And do you think the government is telling them anything about it? No, they're told to shut up. You didn't see anything and get the hell out of here. How the hell is that treating our veterans, our men, our boys and women that are going 
off to war or even to a crash zone to pick up something that they've never heard or seen of before. How is that common? common decency? How are we showing them respect? We're not. And these are, these are our own men and women. These are our sons, our daughters, our, our wives, mothers, fathers, aunts and uncles, cousins. These are our relatives. No matter how far removed, we're all related and in this country. And it just seems like we're not taking care of our own. The government doesn't want us to know. Even They don't want their own military to know the ones that are actually dealing with it. And so I just want to take this time out to salute all of the men and women who have dealt with a UFO, alien crash, alien, alien abduction even, uh, or any event related to uh, the paranormal even. doesn't even have to be alien related. could be paranormal, uh, unexplained, right? And I just want to take this time out for you guys to salute you and to say thank you. And I know you're searching for answers just like the rest of us are. And um, walking through that memorial just really made me think about the men and women who have done that for us. They've shed blood. They've shed, you know, and, and their, their families have shed tears and, and years of not having their family member around, um, you know, that are involved in, in these battles sometimes. Um, they may have died during uh, a battle with a UFO. They may have died, um, you know, trying to capture an alien. Maybe from, um, you know, a, a virus attack, from uh, engaging with an, another biological entity. We've, we've heard stories of that. Um, I believe it was even, even um, in uh, the Vargina um, event in 1997 in Brazil, um, when they captured um, these small, red-eyed, brown-skinned, uh, oily creatures that were about four feet tall, uh, they captured them and brought them in to the hospital. Um, we're trying to assist them, and then they passed away. And then the individual, uh, the medical team, uh, individuals uh, suffered from um, a virus attack or a bi- bacteria attack that killed them within a few hours of dealing with this uh, individual, probably because they, they weren't wearing hazmat suits like they probably should have been. Um, and so... You know, to all the men and women, I mean, even in the medical profession that weren't military, but, you know, I'm really focused on the military here, but everyone that's involved, um, the the years of anguish and the years of, of secrecy eat away at you, no matter who you are. You keeping these secrets and, um, you know, keeping them from your family, that's got to be tough. That's got to be difficult. Um, and then trying to make sense of it in your head and then try to function in society knowing that you know something that most of the population doesn't understand and that the popu- and that there's more to this universe than just earth um can be extremely disorienting uh very difficult to to understand to to even discuss we can talk about it on this podcast all we want but until you've gone through it um you know it, it's a totally different scenario anybody that's dealt with anxiety on this podcast, if you've heard, you know, anybody that's listening, 
you know, anxiety is a real thing. Anxiety can crush you. Anxiety can cripple you. It can force you to not even want to leave your house. Um, I've dealt with that in the past. Um, and so for these folks, these guys, girls who have gone to far off places on this planet and then experienced something that none of us might ever know about or, or, or might not ever experience, and then to come home and to be told to be quiet about it and shut up about it and we're not going to give you any therapy, we're not going to provide you with any resources or friends to discuss uh, the topic with, it's just plain wrong. And even in Jason, uh, Jason Wagant, uh, Jonathan Wagant's story, um, he, he talks about on, on the YouTube video how he went to, um, I believe he said it was his sergeant's house um, or one of his superiors um, on base after they got back. Um, and they had been separated. They had been sent to different units immediately upon coming back. Um, so they were, you know, Jonathan went one way and, and his superior went another way and another guy that was in his, in his group uh, went another way um, into a different unit. So they were all split up, right? That's what the military does. They split you up so that you can't talk about it. And then when he got back to base, he did go over to his superior's house and he's and he started to ask him about it. And the second he started to ask him about it, the superior told him to leave his house and not to come back. So imagine that. This the superior that you went off to war with, that you have this massive bonding experience with, that you know, you, you put your faith in, you put your trust in, you put your life in their hands, and then to come back and basically be told, I don't want to talk about it, sorry, you know, most important discovery of our lifetime that no one really knows about, but we can't talk about it. We can't have a therapeutic uh, rapport and discuss this topic and get it out of our system through catharsis and through um, understanding and through peace and, and um, compassion together that we're forced apart. And then your superior just tells you to leave their house. I mean, that's it's just so disheartening, and I just wish the best for these guys. Um, you know, there I've I've worked with folks in the military on the counseling side. Um, I've worked with uh, a counselor who has worked on base with uh, guys who were uh, locked up, right in the brig, so to speak. Um, but they were in like military jail, military prison, and these guys are tough. It, they, in military prison, um, you you know the guards that are in, in in the military prison they carry around guns. Guards in regular jail they don't carry guns. Guards in prison in regular prison they don't carry guns. In military prison they carry guns. And these guys who are are locked up, you know whether it's for uh, you know fifty one fifty for a psych reason or for um, you know an actual aggressive uh, attack on another uh, military member. Um, these guys don't even care that these guards are carrying guns. Uh, the girl I used to work with, uh, she was a counselor and in, in these prisons in the military, that was her job. And these guys said, I don't even care if you have a gun. He's like, you can have two guns. He's like, you're not going to take me down. These guys, you know, these guys don't care. And, and hopefully they're getting some sort of mental health treatment. She worked with these individuals to give them mental health treatment. But these guys that come back from crashed UFO recoveries, they never discuss any therapy provided to them. They never discuss any mental health therapy, any you know 
physical therapy, any, anything. I mean, these guys need, you know, all the care in the world. Yet they're told to shut up and be quiet about it. And that's the true tragedy in this, in this whole ufology world. I talked about Neil Armstrong. You know, one of the first astronauts, Steve, you know, one of the first three astronauts. Uh, first man to walk on the moon. Some people say second man to walk on the moon because somebody was carrying the video camera. Uh, but, uh, you know, how he and the other uh, astronauts witnessed these other aircraft, these alien aircraft, these alien ships on the moon and got the feeling that they were told to leave and to come back. And told to be quiet about it for years and years and years and years and years. Imagine being an astronaut, going up with childhood-like excitement to be one of the first people on the moon. Or the first person on the moon. To step, to jump 20 feet and land with very little gravity. To be a child again. To have wonder, to have awe, to have the endurance to go up and, and be a man and, and and fight your fears, but to continue the adventure and to go to the moon, only to be told to be quiet about what you've seen and what you've heard and, and, and the potential for life outside the earth. It's a true tragedy. And I have a podcast specifically about Neil Armstrong, about all the difficulties that he's, he's, he's had throughout his life. Um, he basically went into seclusion for a while and then began to teach um, I believe it was in Ohio, um, as a professor, um, taught astrophysics and, and basically lived as a recluse the rest of his life. Um, but that's what he did to uphold his oath because they selected him on purpose because they knew that he was trustworthy and that he would f follow and tow the company line of NASA and never say anything to the media, be quiet, shut up about it. They knew they could get to him, and you know, the second they say, we're going to, you know, threaten your family and threaten your livelihood and, and uh, you know, potentially even your lives, you know, most people are going to shut up, and he shut up for the vast majority of his life. Now, he did come out and talk a little bit about, um, he spoke in a very cryptic way in the 25th anniversary of the moon landing during their, uh, their uh, press conference. And he talked about um, amazing discoveries that could be found behind one of truth's many protective layers. So basically he was saying that NASA's lying to you. Open up your eyes. I mean, that's all you can interpret from that statement. And he legitimately just put it out there. And I, like that was amazing to me because I think he got to the point in his life where he was like, I don't care. I'm going to say something. They can't really get me on it because it's not any detailed information about the moon landing, but I'm going to tell them that there's something behind the truth here, there, you know, behind this fake, you know, fake truth that they basically are putting out this fake news, to use a current term, um, and it's really, really fascinating. Uh, it's good to see Neil come out finally, but you know, when it comes down to the folks that they put into these positions, you know. You know that they, that NASA and and the government are looking at folks now, saying, "Can we control this person if we need to?" 
Can we get this person to shut up? Can we get them to be scared enough to shut up if they ever see anything? And they're selecting individuals based upon that. So very interesting, something to think about, something to consider when you're looking at folks that are selected for these positions. Um, and nonetheless, even if they do show up, it doesn't undermine their honor. It doesn't un undermine how much we should respect them because these guys are going through hell, really, truthfully, keeping these secrets to themselves from their families, uh, from their friends, and from, from the populace at large. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but if, if I found out something like that, I'd want everybody to know. And when you come out, you probably looked at it as a kook, right? Or, you know, whatever, you didn't see that, you know, dismissed, brushed under the rug, and, you know, we don't want to hear it, even though we know you, and, you know, even if you told it to somebody that, that you know, and you've been friends with, they probably still would brush it under the rug, be like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, what, yeah, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, I believe you, but how much do they really believe you, you know, how much is their brain willing to accept what you're telling them, that's the real difficulty there. And the government's done a damn good job ever since Roswell to keep it quiet and to make people feel like they are stupid for believing in aliens. They've made people look like fools, and that's how they get you. That's how they've gotten us this entire time, is to make people who believe look like crackpots. And that's, that's the real tragedy. So anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, it's something to think about. Um, I wanted, you know, I know this is like a little bit more heartfelt than some other podcasts where, you know, we, we discuss experiences, but I think this is a really important podcast to honor those men and women who sacrificed uh, their lives, regardless of whether or not they lived with the secret or died with the secret um, or died during uh, one of these encounters. Um, they nonetheless deserve our honor, our respect, and they deserve dignity, and a lot more than what the military has given them so far, and the entire population, really, media, newspaper, uh, the internet, they haven't gotten the true honor they deserve, and hopefully one day they will. So anyway, guys, hopefully you take care of your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, taking care of your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, following through on those. Um, you know, that's so important. You know, taking care of your mental health is so important. Get out there, go for a walk, meditate, draw, watch a movie, read a book, do something for yourself today. Um, I know you listen to this podcast and I thank you for that, but continue to do things for yourself uh, in the meantime as well. And uh, as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.